You're listening to the Future Tech Podcast with Richard Jacobs. Future technologies such as artificial intelligence, stem cells, 3D printing, gene editing, Bitcoin, blockchain, the microbiome, quantum computing, virtual reality, and exploring space are much closer than you might think. In fact, many early versions of these technologies are in play right now, and the companies that are using these technologies are the focus of this podcast. My goal for you, the listener, is to learn from these podcasts. You may very well learn something that may change the course of your life for the better, steer you towards a new career, or give you insight into addressing a thorny medical problem. Remember, this podcast and its content is informational in nature only. No medical, tax, legal, financial, or psychological advice is being given. If you enjoyed the podcast, please listen, subscribe, like, and tell your friends about it. Thank you. Hello, this is Richard Jacobs with the Future Check and Finding Genius podcast. I have Nick Porowski. Uh, he's the head of uh, Evolution Health and Fitness. Uh, sometimes I, I describe it as Evolution Fitness and Health, and I get that mixed up, but it's a combination of those three things. So, there you go. Nick, thanks for coming. Hey, Richard, thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Yeah. Tell me, what's, uh, what's your business about? What's the premise of it? So, big thing for me uh, is really it all centers around health. I mean, that's the thing is trying to keep health as, as simple as possible. I mean, even before we got on, we were talking like, okay, kids running around like crazy things. Like we're different, a little bit different points in our live, uh, lives with the age of our kids. But for me, it's about trying to incorporate that and really live as healthy as I can be, like be that example um, for myself or like for my kids, for my family, but also for clients and patients that I work with because I, I, I kind of juggle too. It's like I do a lot of health consulting online for people and really just trying to help them find that sweet spot. But I also work as a physical therapist uh, in the clinic. So, I mean, really trying to, to blend the two and help people get back to uh, doing what it is that they want to do, whether it's pain-free, whether just feeling better. Uh, that's really what it's about for me. Well, you know, unfortunately, a lot of people can get on the health journey because they almost die or they have something really bad that happens to someone they know. Hopefully that's not what happened with you and you just, you know, were interested in health your whole life, but what's your backstory? Yeah, for me, I'm, it's funny you, th- you say that, right? And one of my mentors always says, like, it's either you find the thing that you love. And for me, that happens to be health, thankfully. But sometimes it's finding that nightmare for some people where it's just they absolutely hit rock bottom. And like you said, you, you got to pull yourself up from it. Um, but no, I mean, for me, health health has really been a part of my life growing up. I mean, I always look back to um, my mom, my grandfather, like always having big gardens. And I was always in- intrigued by that because again, just where we get our food. Like, I, I think that's a lost art sometimes. Uh, and I try and make sure we always have a garden. We're always growing something because I want to instill that in my kids too, is like knowing that food just doesn't come from a grocery store. It doesn't appear there. Uh, it takes more effort than that to get it to that point. Um, so I think that's where it started with me when I was young and I was always into sports, really just super active, uh, took that through high school. And then it was, okay, what am I going to do, uh, for, for a profession? Like, what am I going to do as I, as I get out of high school and into college and go on and physical therapy seemed to be the right fit for me. I, I, I really enjoyed, uh, just that, okay, getting to know the physical body. And then I, after graduation, that's kind of when it hit me though. It's like, all right. There's some missing pieces here. 
and that's where I started studying uh, guys. The biggest influence for me was Paul Czech and what he's done with the Czech Institute and really being able to take that holistic look at health. And I realized like, okay, I had pretty good nutrition. I had pretty good um, movement practices, but my sleep wasn't great. So I, I had to definitely work on that. I had to see what it was that was off on that. I noticed like just my mental game wasn't right. I mean, it, it's, it, I think it's an overlooked part. Like I think mental health is coming on board now, but people don't, people don't realize it or don't realize it. That's part of the overall picture. Like you can't have one without the other. You have to get all of these things, right? You have to get your hydration. You have to get your nutrition. You have to get your sleep. You have to make sure you're cultivating those, those friendships. You have to just make sure that you're talking to people about things. I think getting things out and just not being pent up about it and having that uh, mindset or recognizing when you have negative mindsets and trying to find out either, okay, can you make that work for you? Or how do you have to put uh, a different twist on that to really shape your health the way that you want it to be? Well, for, for, for a lot of people, especially as they get older, that's a long list of things that they feel like they'll never get to and it's impossible. So I was going to ask you, you know, you, if you've been in, in good shape all your life and your health's been pretty good, do you find it's hard to empathize or can you empathize with someone, let's say that's like 55, they've never worked out, you know, maybe they've had like a heart attack or two and they're just, they're not doing well and now they're in physical therapy with you. you know, how do you get inside that person's head? You know, maybe you want to say, yeah, go do this, go do that, optimize this, that, the other. And they're sitting there with like the weight of the world on their shoulders, you know? That's a great question. I, I'm, I'm thinking about it because I don't want to jump into it, but where it's come down to for me and... I've seen that on numerous occasions, or I've got that in my email box and like almost a frantic, can you help me? Can you coach me? Can you just, you, you know, like the, they're, they're screaming for you. And I recognize it comes down to one thing at a time. Uh, it, it, I've noticed this, like if I try and with somebody like that, like you said, it's okay, we're going to start, we're going to get you to bed at this time. We're going to have you drinking this much water. You're going to eat this food and you're going to do this much for exercise. Well, if that lasts more than a day, uh, that's a lot, right? It's it just not feasible. So for me, it's really looking and finding those little wins and really getting the person in front of me on board. Like I want, I want them to feel comfortable with the answer. I'm never going to say, oh, well, yeah, you know what we're going to just start with? You're going to get out and walk for 10 minutes a day. And they're like, are you kidding me? Like I, I can't walk to the bathroom without almost falling over because of pain. So it's looking at, okay, well, what, what are we going to do in the interim? before we get you walking like that. Well, okay, maybe it's, hey, finding just that water. Like you just got to start drinking your water. And we, we calculate that half your body weight in ounces. And a lot of people aren't even able to start with that. So it's taking that ideal of even just drinking their water and chunking it down to getting that in throughout the day. So really, I've noticed that it's, uh, I don't always have the empathy, but I can at least sympathize with somebody. And I really have learned to do a much better job of putting myself in somebody else's shoes. Uh, it, it happened again, actually, with a patient this week. We were talking about, uh, this is a perfect example. We are talking about posture, and she, she asked me to sit like her, and I sat like her for five minutes, and I felt my skin crawling. Like, I was so uncomfortable, and she said, I don't feel uncomfortable necessarily in that position. I'm in pain, but it's not like an awkward place for me to be, and it, it was a very good moment for me because I recognize like, okay, I have good posture. I know what it's like to sit there and hold that and maintain that if I'm having to be on my computer for a while. But 
for somebody who's sitting in front of a computer for eight hours a day, uh, I, I, I was really very humbled and it was a very good thing for me to practice being in that poor posture for a little bit uh, to, to recognize where that is. So it's, I try and like as best I can put myself in somebody's shoes to really understand where they're coming from. Yeah. I mean, you know, there's a quote, you know, the old quote, the journey of a thousand miles begins with a single step. Well, you know, I go to this Tai Chi school and somebody modified the saying, but it says the journey of a thousand miles must begin with a single step. And for some reason, that, <laughs> no, no, it, it was cool. No, it's great. It really, it really hit me. It makes total sense. Yeah. It's obvious, but that means you can't go far without taking it step by step. There's just no other way to do it. And I think a lot of people get overwhelmed and, unless you break it down into really small pieces, as small as you need and start, start doing those little steps, you're not going to get there and you'll feel overwhelmed. So it's good that you're able to do that with people. That's, that's the goal. Now, does it sometimes get out of hand? Absolutely. And that's when we just learn, okay, time to dial that back. Uh, but I mean, that's, that comes down to, uh, I think really an almost an un, uh, overlooked uh, part of health. And that's like that communication and being able to have uh, true, like, healthy communication and just being able to go back and forth with somebody and not, Oh, I don't know if I should have said that. It's no, if that's how you felt, if that's what you thought. And I mean, in this case, it might be a little bit different. It's like, okay, that was too much. Like we know that now. Okay. Maybe it's not that you're going to take, like you said, 10,000 steps towards that. Uh, but no, it's maybe you're taking a hundred steps, just that increase that one step at a time. And it makes a big difference. So what's, um, you know, how long have you been doing this? you know, the uh, physical therapy. And then what have you noticed? You know, what are some of the common themes that you deal with, either good or bad? Uh, I've been practicing actually just over 10 years now. And the common themes, people don't move much throughout the day. I, I think that's, if I can almost hone it down into to one big thing, people really don't move that much. Uh, and it's it's a very hard, so talking about like almost chunking that down to find the, the, the sweet spot. And it's, it's very hard to do. And that's why it has to be so individualized to just say, everybody should go and eat this diet and to sleep this much and to, to move this much and do these exact exercises. It doesn't work, but to start to tailor those things to people is a really big deal. And that's what I think I've really noticed is people just don't move that much. And Move in varied patterns. I think that's what it also comes down to is, okay, we might be in a very just linear, just sagittal plane, just that forward, front, back, straight ahead, but it's there's no rotation. There's not enough up and down. There's not enough also just like one side versus the other and, and even just the getting overhead with things. So I think that's really, if I'm going to boil things down, people don't move enough. Is this because of, um, well, I guess it's because of probably pain and restriction and fear of hurting yourself and work environment. Well, I think, I I think that that's the secondary. I think people are in pain and are in those work environments because they don't move enough. And it's, it's difficult. Like once you're so ingrained to doing something, you said like for a decade, for two decades, for three decades, for four decades, like as that really adds up, it's, it's tough to break those patterns. And that's, that's almost really what it comes down to is that, habit formation of being able to get to move enough. And I, I agree. Once that sets in, once pain sets in, it's really hard to get that movement going. Um, but sometimes it's, for lack of a better term, you have to suck it up. Now, 
I don't want people to be in pain when they're moving. So really that sucking it up more comes down to finding the right pain-free movements that they can do uh, to get the movement started. And again, start that journey of, of a thousand miles, right? But it's, it's finding what are the right steps on that path rather than taking uh, 500 miles in the wrong direction, really. So what are some of the earliest interventions you can do with, with most people that helps them start feeling better? Is it posture therapy? Is it diet? Is it sleep? Like, what are some of the first tools that seem easiest for even the most adult person or, you know, pretty much the first place I try and get people on board is, uh, adequate water hydration. Uh, and that's what I said, it's half your body weight in ounces. And that's one of the easiest stepping stones because it has at least carry over into to two things that I found uh, that work pretty well uh, because it's, it usually sparks a little bit more for nutrition. And when people realize like, oh, okay, like if all I need to do is change my water, I mean, I could probably make some other changes. So it, it really starts that uh, nutrition train kind of chugging along, but it also helps with the movement train, uh, like getting people moving because if they're drinking more water, it usually means that no matter what, they have to get up and go to the bathroom a little bit more often. Uh, which is a good thing. Then you're actually getting up, getting the movement, starting to think about your nutrition. So that's usually going to be where I start with people uh, because it just has the most, it's going to knock over the most lead dominoes along the way. All right. That makes sense. All right. So water intake. And then uh, what's next? (sighs) It's really tough to say. I I wish I had a uh, one size fits all approach, but this is where it comes down to the individual. And like I said, some people are, I, I, I think a lot of times people will go down the nutrition route. And so we will do that or down the movement route, because I think those are the ones that people see as being uh, the sexiest and probably the most uh, noted, most just talked about in, in media. So it's always in front of them. Uh, that being said, can it have a massive impact? Yes. Is it always the place that they need to go? No, but really with foods, it's, it's really simple. Like I'm just trying to get people to clean up and just stop eating like the standard American diet, like getting rid of the processed foods and, or a lot of times what I'll do too is not necessarily even take out anything to start. It's you're going to eat one more serving of vegetables a day, right? So sometimes it's that not even taking things out. It's just adding in. You have to have one serving of vegetables a day, or maybe depending on the person, like I said, it's one serving of either like a fruit or a vegetable at each meal, because that might be three times more than what they're used to having as it is. So it's not necessarily taking things away, but it's adding in those good things because if they start getting that, they're usually going to have less room at least to have another slice of pizza, uh, another piece of bread, whatever it is. So you're at least stacking something in front of that. Um, And then if we're going to go with the movement, it it depends where somebody's coming from on a movement standpoint. If somebody's not having, somebody hasn't done anything at all, Generally, I try and just get them out and walking uh, in any way, just that locomotion, that pumping of the body, because here you get at least a little bit of everything moving. Uh, And if somebody's at least been walking or like they go to the gym, but they don't necessarily know what to do, then it's I usually try and find a very small, uh, like five or so exercises where it's like, hey, these are the ones that hit enough of everything. We're going to do some type of squatting movement. We're going to probably do some type of like stepping or lunging movement doing like a push and a pull and throw a twist in there. Uh, and then maybe like a bend pattern. So really probably like six different patterns, um, but maybe doing three of those one day, three of those another day. And really it's that simple because 
that's where it's more than that might be absolutely too much. So uh, any stories of like an incredibly tough case that became successful, like what happened with that person? Uh, you know what? One of the, just now that you say that, one of the coolest things that uh, I was working with, oh, this is maybe five or so years ago. I had a lady come in to me and she had, she was mid to upper thirties. She had been basically had a migraine for the last 20 years of her life. Every day that she woke up, her jaw was just so far off and we were able to get in there. Like we talked about some of the dietary interventions. Like we started actually the water was the first thing we started with as far as uh, uh, a non um, like physical modality. Uh, We did that. I got in there. I started working on her jaw, just showed her a couple simple stretches. Like she goes, I don't do anything because everything hurts. So I think we started off probably two or three stretches the first time I saw her. And within three weeks, she stopped having daily headaches. And within like five or six weeks, she had no more headaches. She could eat everything normally again, like, cause she couldn't even chew before. Uh, she was excited because now she could at least go out. She, she had two younger daughters, if I remember correctly. And like, just being able to play with them, uh, like you could see because they came in with her and just the, the smile, I can picture the smiles on everybody's faces for that one and stuff like that. When you see some of it, how it, uh, reacts and reacts positively with the rest of the family is just so cool to see. Yeah, that's very cool. Hmm. Okay. So what, um, how do clients find you and, you know, are they, do they usually find you when they're like so dilapidated, they just can't take it anymore? Or do people seek you out earlier on when they're just doing okay, but want to do better? Yeah. I mean, I'm trying to think like across my clients right now, there's a pretty varied spectrum. Um, I mean, this year, like I've, I, I've worked with a few athletes, like uh, college level. Um, so it's like, I'm working with people at a higher level, but right now I have most of my uh, clients that I'm working with really mid thirties. I should say, yeah, like thirties, early forties where they're not what they used to be. And they recognize that I don't have a lot of people right now that are um, really like kind of down and out on, on things where they've had, like you said, just that recent heart attack, anything like that. Um, right now it's, I'm working with a lot of people where they realize they're probably not in their teens or early twenties anymore, and they can't get away with, uh, quite what they used to. Uh, a lot of people with younger families or like that, uh, teenage, like high school, like, uh, kid age. And they're just trying to figure out how do I get my life in order so that I don't have that, uh, heart attack so that I don't develop cancer so that you just don't have that big thing that hits you next year in 10 years. And you just say, Whoa, what the hell is going on? Like, how am I going to bounce back from this? How am I going to get myself back in order? How am I going to get my family back in order? That's really uh, a lot of uh, the, the demographic that I'm working with currently. What, I mean, well, it's an easy one, but what, what makes people succeed? What makes them fail in your estimation? <clears throat> when you evaluate them, like what do your successful clients do and, what are the people that drop out you don't hear from again do? Successful people have that, I, I, like I said, actually alluded to a little bit earlier. They have that, either that nightmare of, oh my God, I saw my mother or father or somebody go through this and there's no way in hell I'm going to let myself go through that. Or they have just that bigger goal. Like, you know what? I want to be able to go. And, and I, I say like, just shoot hoops with my kids, right? Right. Like just being able to get out and do that or 
Hey, I really want to lose. And I know I need to lose 30 pounds. Like having that big thing in that, uh, just that big goal in mind. Uh, and sometimes it doesn't even have to be big. We talked about like, sometimes it is smaller steps along the way, but I like to try and get people to focus on one thing because then it's okay. I mean, as, as we're recording this, right, we're getting, we're coming into the holiday time and sometimes people will say, oh yeah, but you know what? Don't worry about it. Like I'm going to let go, let loose. And then they look back like a week later and just go, oh my God, what did I do to myself? So it's, it's helping them make that decision, uh, helping them educate, educating, excuse me, on why are you making this decision? So I'm not telling somebody not to go eat their Christmas cookies, right? I'm saying, no. Okay. If I'm going to have this, I know what my big goal is in February, maybe somebody wants to go and and that's when they have their first 5k that they want to run. Okay. Well, is eating three dozen cookies going to be the best bet? No. But if you want to go have a cookie, enjoy it and not feel guilty about it. Well, that's what you need to do, but recognize, okay, that's part of my bigger picture. I don't have to sit here and eat all of this and feel bad about it and then try and get out and run the next day. And I'm not able to get back to running the way I wanted to. So that's kind of where it is, is like, okay, taking that, keeping it in the back of their mind with, with the decisions they make. And those people that are able to find that, that thing that they're working towards and keep that as part of their decisions, that really helps to uh, keep that momentum going forward for them. Well, that's great. What's the best way for uh, people to find out more and to get in touch if they want help? Yeah. Uh, easiest thing, I either check out my podcast, Bare Naked Health Podcast, or evo-health.com. Uh, Those are the two places that I'm at. Uh, it's nick at evo-health.com. Reach out. Let me know if you have any questions. And I do just even free consults. Like if people have questions uh, or there's just a lot that I've gone over with a lot of other practitioners uh, within like the podcast archives too, that where it's like, you know what? I don't even know where to start. I want to start listening to some of these. And that's what I encourage people to do. You have to find just some of those things, like find what medium works for you, whether it's on YouTube, whether it's podcasting, like we're talking right now. I mean, find what you like and just start educating yourself a little bit. And that little bit of education really starts to build then too. That's great. Well, Nick, I appreciate you coming. Thank you. Excellent, Richard. I appreciate it. It's been a blast. You're listening to the Future Tech Podcast with Richard Jacobs. Future technologies such as artificial intelligence, stem cells, 3D printing, gene editing, Bitcoin, blockchain, the microbiome, quantum computing, virtual reality, and exploring space are much closer than you might think. In fact, many early versions of these technologies are in play right now, and the companies that are using these technologies are the focus of this podcast. My goal for you, the listener, is to learn from these podcasts. You may very well learn something that may change the course of your life for the better, steer you towards a new career, or give you insight into addressing a thorny medical problem. Remember, this podcast and its content is informational in nature only. No medical, tax, legal, financial, or psychological advice is being given. If you enjoyed the podcast, please listen, subscribe, like, and tell your friends about it. Thank you. Thank you.